Good morning. If we could all grab our seats, we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, elders, why don't you come over here, please? <laughs> um, good. Well, welcome everyone to this morning's seminar on the roles of women in the church. Uh, this seminar uh, is presented by the elders of FBC, and I'd like to introduce them to you um, so you have faces with names and you know who we are. So from the longest serving elder on the board, we start with Mark Carey. <laughs> Followed by Scott Newland, Phil Cavell, then I'm next, Mike Thomas. Dave Compton uh, has just recently left the elder board to become, come on staff as pastor of seniors and care, but he's been intimately involved in this whole process, so we thought we'd have him up here as well. And then followed by Greg Perkins and Les Sillers. And Joe Hauser is our newest elder. He will actually be ordained next weekend. So if you can all take off your mask for just a minute so people can recognize you. Great. Thank you very much, guys. You can go have a seat. <clears throat> For the past year, the elders have revisited this topic of the role of women in the church. And we were set actually to have this seminar in March. But as COVID-19 began its impact, we postponed the date until today. So thank you all very much for coming. We'd like to open the, uh, the seminar. We've asked a few of our leaders to pray for our time together this morning. So we have Rich Brito, who has led the men's Bible study on Thursday mornings. Beth Orth, who leads the Women in the Word portion of Women of Fellowship Ministry. And Susan Avery, who co-leads the women of, uh, Women's Discipleship portion of Women of Fellowship Ministry with Annette Horton. Uh, Rich, would you please start us off? Gracious Heavenly Father, for the past few days, you have brought to my mind many of your words and principles that you've shown me through your word over the many years. May I speak them now as my own personal prayer and perhaps my prayer for all of us gathered here today. I am reminded that you are the eternal architect of all things, that we are your workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works the very roles you have prepared for us beforehand. We're gladly prisoners of the Lord, gathered in this place in the name of Christ, endeavoring to yield to his calling upon us. May you enable us today to live our lives in honorable service to you. May we always reflect your humility, your gentleness, and your patience while bearing with one another in love. We honor and praise you for designing and making us different, yet equal. 
May our diversities never become the means for dividing our unity in Christ, but instead become the means to honor and praise you. Through your enabling Holy Spirit, may we make every effort to be unified through the bond of peace. Today and every day, may Christ be seen in us more and more. Together, we desire to be seen in Christ as one body and one spirit, just as we were called to one hope through our one Lord, our one faith, and our baptism into our triune God who is over all, through all, and in all. May your eternal plan be manifested in all of us today, for in our weakness, we need your spirit to help us. For we do not even know what or how we should pray. Therefore, may your spirit intercede on our behalf and let him search our hearts and conform us to the mind of Christ according to the will of God. For we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Finally, most gracious Heavenly Father, you've always shown us what is good and what you require of us, simply to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. In closing, as my previous pastor, Robert Lingle, always encouraged me, let us bloom where God has planted us. I ask all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Our eternal God, the creator of the universe, the sovereign one over all of us. Father, we come before you today um, as children needing a father, as sheep needing a shepherd, as those who would desire to divide the word correctly. Father, we just ask for wisdom from you. We pray for our elders and we pray for our pastors as they so diligently do seek your will and they want so much to put forth the word in a correct way. We thank you, Father, that you have given them to us to shepherd us and to lead us and to direct us. So Father, as we spend the next couple of hours uh, into your word, I ask that you would give each one of us open minds and receptive hearts and Father, we know that your spirit is here among us. And so Father, we would um, ask that any divisiveness or any negative feelings or anything that would come against you would not be able to have a foothold in this time that we have together. Father, when Jesus was here, he prayed that we would have love for one another and that we would have unity. We again ask for that, Father. In the precious name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, I am here this morning uh, just immensely thankful and grateful for this local body of believers that you have given to each one of us. I thank you, Lord, for the love and encouragement that we find here. I'm thankful for the opportunities, Lord, that you give us to serve and to um, build up the body of Christ. Lord, I'm thankful for my brothers and my sisters here that desire, Lord, to honor you in all that they do and say. 
Lord, I pray that we would be vessels for, for your honor and for your purposes. Lord, there is a, a needy, watching world, and I pray, Lord, that we would, that we would be one, that we would desire to honor you above all else. Lord, and may the mind of Christ, our Savior, live in us from day to day by his love and power controlling all we do and say. We thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love for your church. Thank you that you promised that on the truth of the fact that you are the Son of God, you will build your church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And we see that you have been doing that through these millennium, even till today. Thank you for your love for Fellowship Bible Church. May this morning um, communicate well. May we have ears to hear. And may our hearts be of the same as yours. That is our goal. And as we have already heard, uh, Lord, we pray that we would endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit that we already have in the bond of peace as we come to the unity of the faith, as we learn and grow in your word and by your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you. <clears throat> this morning, we are going to present five talks on scriptural passages that speak most directly to our topic. We will also present uh, our or affirmation and denial statements. And finally, we'll present a few of our applications that we are making here at Fellowship. As you came in this morning, you may have picked up, or we ask you to go get one if you haven't, pick up uh, the booklet, um, as well as this card, which is for questions and answers. And I'll talk about that in just a minute. The booklet has the five presentations in it with space, uh, should have space for note taking. Um, well, write small. <laughs> Otherwise the booklet would have been really, really huge. Uh, it also has material that will um, be included in a booklet that will be published at a later date and will be made available to the congregation. And that material includes a background statement, a statement on what the Bible says, how it's to be interpreted and applied, and it also will have um, our affirmations and denials document. But right at the very beginning, it does have the agenda, uh, so that uh, is what we will be following this morning. We will also have a question and answer time toward the end of the seminar. And we ask that the questions be submitted in writing on the back of these cards that are made available, and that you would put them in the boxes at the back of the, uh, at the, back of the room at each entrance, or is it only at that entrance? It's at both entrances uh, during our break. And then any time after the break, you can also submit uh, those questions. This morning, we will take all questions uh, but we will only answer questions referring to the biblical interpretation of the scriptures discussed. 
questions regarding application, we will answer at a later time. So please uh, feel free to write them down and submit them. All questions can be submitted anytime after the seminar. Also, questions can be submitted anytime after the seminar to the elders by way of email. And that address is elders at fbcva.org. As a little introduction to our time, I'd like to read this portion. The Bible is not silent on this topic of role of women within the church. No matter your position regarding this topic, it is easy for us to agree that numerous locations in the New Testament address this subject. Passages such as 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 9 to 15, 1 Corinthians 11, 3 through 16, and 1 Corinthians 14, uh, verses 34 and 35 are the common verses that have been analyzed and referenced in books and articles written over the years. These passages are at the center of the interpretive debate over this issue. Unfortunately, there is various disagreement over two critical issues. First, what these passages are teaching, which is the interpretation of the text, and secondly, how these passages should be carried out within the church, which is the application. The most important of these two areas of contention is the first disagreement, understanding what the text is teaching. There is always only one interpretation of a passage, one correct intended meaning by the original author. There is probably one intended application by the original author as well. However, there may still be multiple ways the passage can be legitimately applied depending on such factors as time, place, culture, etc. Evangelicals who take the Bible seriously would all agree that God has designed certain gender roles within the church and actually within society at large. And most evangelicals who take the Bible seriously would affirm that passages such as 1 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 and 2 and Titus verses, chapter 1 verses 5 to 6 teach that the role of elders, at least, has been designed designed by God to be filled by qualified men. But is that the only role that men should exclusively fill? Is every other role within the church open to both men and women equally? Well, since Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17 teaches that the elders will have to give an account to God for their role of leading Fellowship Bible Church, we the FBC elders are concerned about what God's word says regarding the role of women. Therefore, we are convinced that where the Bible speaks, we are to speak. And where the Bible is silent, we need to be silent. When reading the key passages on the role of women in the church in 1 Corinthians 11 and 14 and 1 Timothy chapter 2, it would seem that the Apostle Paul places limitations on that role. The challenge is to rightly handle the word of truth and attempt to understand what these limitations are and then to properly apply it in our, church, in our local church context in a way that honors God's word and glorifies his name. And with that, I'd like to invite John Morrison to come up and we'll begin our presentations. 
Uh, his is creation, fall, and redemption, a biblical perspective on the roles of women. John? 